What up, what up, it's Dan Diggity Road to Victory Podcast. And today I got a special, special guest, one of my favorite peoples in the world, in the building. It's been some time since I've seen her, so it, this episode is going to be a lot of catching up. But uh, relationship-wise, we friend, we friend to free somebody. We friend to take somebody's relationship, whether it's platonic or intimate. We finna take y'all relationship to the next level. I don't mean to put pressure on you to be, to be great, but um, I have my Pookie in the building, the most caring, selfless, uh, hardworking, I mean, just overall an incredible human being. We have Diamond Crenshaw in the building. Not the full government. Oh, my bad. <laughs> We, no, it's cool. We got Lady D. That's <laughs> cool. How you feel, man? Um, excited about doing this. Oh, excited! I love excited. I'm always anxious, especially as a man to have a female to get a female perspective on, you know, everything we talk about. Like I like I have like a lot of men guests, and I sometimes I have anxiety when it comes to. Being around beautiful women as yourself. Am I? Am I? But but yeah yeah. Um, catch catch us up, man. How you been? How you been? Um, I've been good. Um, you know, still raising my two. Yeah. Jaden, you know, as I told you, was in high school now. Mm-hmm. Fourteen, started ninth grade, six feet. Right. You know, um, he's hell of expensive right now. Mm. <laughs> London is eight. She'll mm. be nine in January, so she's in third grade. Right. Um. So yeah, just you know, taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think the last time I seen you. Wow. The last time I seen you, I it's, can't even think of it myself. It's been so many years. So many years, but let me tell you how good of a human she is. Right. She heard I got sick. She heard I got sick and immediately, you know, dropped everything and, and came to see me. And came to see me. You, you remember that? Of course. I was mad they didn't let me up. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. have my COVID um, shot at that time. And I remember I was blacking on them downstairs. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but you couldn't go up there. Then I tried to lie. So I was going to another floor. That didn't work. <laughs> so I had to FaceTime with you. But of course I would have came. You that- know what I'm, I'm I'm mad I took that. For me to come out though, yeah, you know, so I'm definitely glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm here, um, in a good standing. Right, you look amazing. Oh, come on, <laughs> you know, and um, you know, but you always had a good spirit. Oh, you know what thank I'm saying? you. So thank to see you. that you've overcome so much and you're so positive through it all, mm. you know, it's it's very good to see. Credit to my mama. <laughs> you know, that's the strange thing about credit. Uh, Pharrell said credit is meant to be given but not taken. So, <laughs> you know, it's meant to be given and not taken. So, you know, it's weird receiving compliments and stuff like that. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, I mean every word. But yeah, you, oh, you 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 want to uh, discuss what you told me why you was coming to cheer me up in the hospital? <laughs> Wait, which part? <laughs> All of it. Um, 
I mean, of course, because, you know, what I heard about you and how you was, you know, doing and stuff. Yeah. Definitely scared me. You know, it could be young. Right. You know, you hear stuff like that as far as, like, certain conditions like that with mm-hmm. older people. And that's the ignorance with us. Yeah. You know, we look at it like, oh, we're young. Mm-hmm. We got time to do right. We got right. time to switch it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you hear about somebody that, you know, you are once close with to be on that type of time, mm. it's like, no, no. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I had to see you. I mean, fortunately, I couldn't go up. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely had to see you. But um, yeah, I promise to show you my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> to cheer me up. To cheer you up. What, what, I did say that. When we <laughs> talking about greatest friends in the world. <laughs> greatest <laughs> friends in the world. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's just a true testament. Like, um, if some if you really, really care about somebody and something happens, you don't call, you just show up. Yeah. You just show up and yeah. I appreciate you for that. And and everything that makes you you is just so like a miracle put together in a person. I always viewed you like that. Uh tell you the truth, you was what, my first high school crush? Really? Oh my Yeah, I met you in night school at Evander. Oh God. Take Mr. It Mr. Back. Punani class. Mr. Punani. <laughs> Even though his name was Punani, we call him Mr. Punani. We got to find out if he's still alive, though. But, like, yeah. we gave that man hell, though. We did. We did. Oh, uh, uh, man. I, 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 I mean, to sit here and watch you grow, uh, to see when you uh, uh, when you didn't have kids, to now being a mother, you know, to being a great mother, to being a, you know, just evolving as a human, man. Take... Take us through it. Take us through it because, you know, uh, as I've learned through the sickness that, like, yo, you really have to adapt. I was, like, really trying to hold on to, like, the turn-up teenager right. in me for the longest until right. right. We all do. We all do. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, and not to cut you off, like, we're still young. Yeah. You know, when you're young, like 16, you think 30 is so old. Mm-hmm. And then you hear now in our mid-30s, it's like, yeah. We're still young. Mm. You know, I mean, how you think I feel? I got a kid in high school mm. and I'm still young. So there's like, it's that high possibility of him making me a grandma, but he will not. We're not <laughs> going to have that. So we already have those talks every other day. <laughs> like, I'm in my prime. Do not make me no grandma. You know, uh-uh. So. That's true. We haven't peaked yet. Yeah, right. We haven't right. peaked yet. Right. And to, to add on being a high school mother... I wanted to ask you, you couldn't just watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't have it in high school. I had it at 20. So, you know, um, yeah. So it wasn't like I was a high school parent having him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had him at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, simply as put, you know, it was a different time, at, you know, at that right. time. Right. And you know what it makes me think about? Uh uh, loving you, having a type of love for you through all the stages of my life. Like uh, when I was hypersexual, it was a, it was a certain kind of love. Um, I think you still are a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I turned down. I was crazy. I was crazy, but I toned down. Right. Um, joint, uh, viewing you as a friend, you know, it was that type of love. As a mother, it was that type of love, and. You know, just different stages of, of, of life and different kinds of love. I, 
I'm glad that the love has grown between us. Of you know? course. And of course. and and if I'm being transparent, like you're one mm-hmm. of the first females that I considered a friend. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, one of the first you got me so one of the first females I, I could literally say is a friend without having the intentions of getting down and dirty and all the grown man gifts. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <so crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the first the first female friend for me, for me. Cause right. my relationship with women always been like Weary. Yeah. Right, I know what you mean. Yeah. Do do women have that same thing with men? Like Um, yes and then no. Like I mean with men, you know, let's be real, you see things you're more visual. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, with us, we may have the intentions like, all right, he's a good friend. I can speak to him. I can vent to him. Mm-hmm. And then your mom, you're like, oh, her titties is moving. Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> you know, like, like, so it's I'm like. I'm guilty. Right. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, so kind of, yes. And then sometimes it's the friends where they want more. Mm-hmm. But you don't want more with them because then it's like, okay, if it doesn't work out, yeah. now I lost all of you together. And that's what I went through with, you know, our but, mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. You know. So. And me too. Because I remember it was a time where, you know, I was definitely head over heels for you. And, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my my cousin saw that. My Shout out my cousin Fresh. She saw that. And he's like, yo, why why she keep playing with him, man? He feeling her this and that. that but and I that. never let and you it on. Was, it was a, yeah, it was a miscommunication because you can't help how you feel. You right. know what I'm saying? I get it. But I've never let you on. I mean, yeah. I can say if I play, but I've never done that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you can still love someone. Right. And maybe not right. see them in like the intimate yeah. way. And plus, I was young at that time. Yo, you know? remember? And you, you know I was going through so much right. with the guys. Like, right. listen. You remember, so, you remember the promise we made to each other? Yes, I'm honestly we kind of overdue with that. I, think <laughs> I said to you, yeah, if I'm not thir- no, I said if I'm not married by thirty, we gonna get married. We gonna get married. Well, I'll be thirty five this month. Yeah, yeah, that's just a testament how life be life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life be life. That's a fact. <laughs> at thirty, I was still happy at that time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but you were still happy. You're I was not still happy, happy in this. No, of course. Let me rephrase that. I mean, I was still with the kid's dad, mm-hmm. so it was still like, nah, Pookie, you might have to wait to forty, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, that's where I was at at thirty. Yeah. But uh, Joker's on me now, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. No, I want to say the joke is on you. Like, we all, this is like the trial and error experience of life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Finding out what you want and and what you won't accept and what you stand for, your standards. I used to have no standards. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I used to be like that kind of my teenage life. My thing was like, oh, he likes me. I'm going to go with it. Mm -hmm. But then when you have kids, and you know, and people always say like the kids change. I mean, like, how can I be? They're Mm -hmm. little humans. But they change you in the sense of you want more. Mm-hmm. You want to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, like all that idiotic stuff. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I ain't, par- I ain't perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I still have my moments. But for the most part, I try not to do certain things around them. Like Jaden's 14 years old. He's not going to sit here and say, oh, I see my mom smoking a blunt and doing whatever around me. You know, um, I still mask that from him. Mm-hmm. Not to say he don't know I'll probably be drinking. You know, I have this term where I use with Jaden called joy juice. Mm. So he knows, like, well, I say both of them know. 
Like, I right, mommy got her joy juice, little B. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So and I learned that from when he was younger. You know, when you were younger, you make these little cute nicknames right. for kids. And he's 14 years old, still calling my wine and beer joy juice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, liquor-wise, nah. He's not going to sit there and watch me get drunk. I'm leaning. He got to put me to bed. Mm. I, I never wanted to be that parent. Why Why <laughs> you feel that is important to you? Because we don't realize until we become adults ourselves mm-hmm. how things in our childhood does travel over. Mm. So, Pookie you know, getting deep on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little something. Yeah. But no, like seriously, like, you know, and I always tell my son, do not be nothing like me or your father. Mm. I mean, granted, I got my shit together and, you know, whatever with that. But mm-hmm. with him, I always, especially with a black man, for the moment you was born, everybody's against you. Mm-hmm. So I always tell him, like, listen, don't be nothing like us. Always do better than us. I don't care if you feel like, mm-hmm. yo, I need help or I don't know this. Speak on it. We're going to get this. Mm-hmm. You're going to surpass me. You're mm-hmm. going to surpass your father. Like, you know, and that's just what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm breathing, that's what mm-hmm. you're going to be. You know, that's crazy because I was telling my cousins, my cousins is 10 years older than us, and I idled them and, and you know, mm-hmm. sort of in a negative way, like worship them when I should have been tapping into the God inside myself. But right. uh, he said something real deep. He was like, yo, don't. Don't be like us. Be better than us. Right. But yeah. we hear it all the time, but how many of us follow it? Right. And then, this be real. Let's say you a kid, especially a teenager. You're mm-hmm. still learning yourself. You're you're molding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You never realize it, but you're molding, right? So, how can I sit here and tell my child to do something that I didn't do? Mm. And that pushes me to do other things. Like, again, like I said, you know, how me and his father is with him. You know, I have surpassed his father with certain things. You know, his father don't, you know, have certain things. He didn't have that certain things in his childhood. And he constantly tells Jaden, like, don't be like me. Mm. Or he constantly tells Jaden, like, you know, you're blessed with, you know, the mom you have and whatever have you. And, you know, I want you to be like this. I want you to be like that. You know, that kind of thing. So we constantly put that in his ear, you know, to always be better than us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, granted, he's kind of understanding it, but with time he will. Um, I just don't want him to find out when it's too late. Mm, come you know, on. we see we see it so often, especially in our community, especially and my son, he's so smart. He's going to go places. Right. He's going to be in the rooms with the smart Russian kids and the Asian kids and the Indian kids and the mm-hmm. white kids. And I unfortunately they go always gonna look at him as the nigga mm. in the room. And you know how they always say, like it's one thing where you know, your child well, I say in the black man, right? They always say a black man that's educated is dangerous. Mm. So with that, I just, I really implement that, but I also remind him, you're still black. They may be your friend and all that, but trust, when they go out and do the crimes and do the stupidity, they're going to get that slap and you're not. Mm. One little thing is just, you know, you don't think the world is changing to like equal (laughs) equal punishment? No. No? I feel like it has to be a riot first. Mm. Why it has to be a riot first? Oh. Like, think about it. It's so many, there's so many things that fall between the cracks. There's a lot of things we don't even know about that hits the media. But why has to hit the media right. for it to be some action? Right. Cops have been killing us for years. Mm-hmm. For, for years. Mm-hmm. And they just now <laughs> getting punishment. Why? Because it became a, a, a hashtag. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be like that. It's, right. They should never do that. Yeah. So, you know, I constantly tell my child that. And, of course, he's like, what? But 
you know, it's it's difficult sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'll, we could dive deep into that, but let's nah, save it nah. for another, another time. Day. <laughs> uh, just sticking to the subject. Uh, what's uh, I think motherhood is like one of the most important blessings on earth, right? So, so becoming a mother, what is something that you realized that you had to let go when opposed to when you didn't have kids to now having kids? Putting them first always. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, mean like just simple things. Even if I'm out and I may see something I like, I may sit back. I'll always pause now to be like, well, hold on, let me see. Did Jada need this or did London need that? Mm-hmm. That's the, I mean that's what a real mother does. Right. You always think about them. <clears throat> like when I first had Jada, I was twenty. You know, so I'm still young. I'm a baby. Mm-hmm. I got out of high school two and a half, three years prior. Right. You know, so it was like I still want to go out. I still want to get my hands done. But then it's like, damn. Last time I checked, I think he was kind of low on diapers. I ain't gonna wait till he run out. Mm-hmm. So I would say I learned not to be selfish with me. Mm-hmm. Being a parent, you can't be selfish with you. Right. Um. So definitely that. As far as anything else, um, you, you want to be the best example because they see you first. Remember, right. it starts at home. Right. You know, so um, try to be the best example you can be. Right, right. You know, after high school, it was over for me. High school after high school killed me because my mom let just let go. Mm. She just let go after high school. She my mom like, kind of did that too. Like her attitude was, "Oh, right, you made it out of high school, all right? Like mm-hmm. go to college, but if you don't." I did my job. You made it out of high school. Right. I always thought it. I always uh, thought it was when you were in high school. You know, you your mother's baby boy. <laughs> After right. high school, you just a Negro on the couch. Nah, nah. <laughs> I, I don't want to see, see. And that's the what I'm saying. I don't want to be like that for Jada. Mm. Cause you know what? I come here to be real. The moment you graduate from high school, what's the first thing they say? College or a job. Right. Because you can't stay here and do nothing. Exactly. And I get that, but then it's like we so quick to throw our kids out. Mm-hmm. Every other race, yo, them kids could be there to 25, 30. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that? Right. Now, I'm not saying sit here to 25 and 30 and do nothing. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But I don't want to put that stress on my young adult mm-hmm. child to say, all right, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then it's like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, it's not fair. Like, so that's, that's, um, yeah, that's my view on that. I was definitely not going to be that mom to be like, oh, you got to go now because you're 18, you graduate by. Right. You know, but I do want to go to college. I do, I always tell him, because we watch movies often, and I always tell him, like, yo, I want you to experience the college life. Like, I mm-hmm. want you to, like, live on the campus. Mm-hmm. I want you to complain about the bad food. <laughs> I want you to join a fraternity, you know, go through the phases. Of course, you know, let them, don't let them abuse you either, but, right. you know, um, I want you to experience that. Mm-hmm. I didn't experience that. Right, right. So, speaking on relationships and stuff like that, is there anything that you would do different in in, in a current relationship opposed to your parents? Like, is there anything you do different from your parents? Any, like... uh, I would have... The moment when marriage came about in the conversation with me and the kid's father, I think I would have took it seriously. No, well, let me rephrase. I took it seriously, but see, I take marriage seriously. Mm-hmm. When we had that conversation, I was like 23, 24. I look at marriage as in like, once you're married, not to say you can't go out no more, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like hanging out as often. Right. But my friends was doing that. We were young. We're all young. But if I'm married, no, I'm about home. I'm right. about family. Mm-hmm. And I knew 
once I was like, all right, let's accept that, mm-hmm. that's quiet. And I wasn't ready for that. And I think now looking back, mm-hmm. that's why I probably messed up at. Mm. So I would say that's what I would say with that. Like, you know, when the marriage conversation came about, and one thing about a man, when they bring it on their own to talk about marriage, mm-hmm. you know, jump on that. Because mm. not all, men don't always bring that up. Men don't never want to always talk about marriage. Like, they say, like, yeah, I love you. I'm going to marry you. But how many niggas really say, like, yo, let's start getting married? Like, mm-hmm. why not? Right. You know what I'm saying? But my thing was like, what? I'm 23. I'm about to be married. I'm about to <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we together. I'm, I mean, I never stepped out on him in the sense of like stepping out and cheating and all that. No, but mm-hmm. I want to hang out. Right. I'm young. Because right. when it's quiet for me, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I felt like that came from me closer to 30. But by then, I felt like the marriage, like, conversation wasn't really all that for him. Mm. It wasn't all that for him until we broke up the first time. Wow. And then, you know how that'd be, oh, I want my family back. Let's get married. And it's like, <laughs> do you really want to get married? Or are you trying to just, you know what I mean? Like, save face. Right, right. So that was what it was. And then it was like, let's get married. He had the ring and all that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, before we do it, we're going to do therapy. We're going to do counseling. Ooh. You know, because we're going to go into this right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did that. We did. You think marriage is about happiness? You can have happiness without the marriage. Mm. But my thing is this. If you can make me a mother, why not make me a wife? Right. Because there's a lot of niggas out here that will say, oh, she's a great mom to my kids. I know she's going to be a great mom to my kids. But nah, I can't marry her. Mm. Matt, I think having a kid with someone is a, life, is a lifetime connection to them. Right. You could get married to someone. Y'all won't have kids. Y'all break up. Y'all divorce. Y'all go your separate ways. Yeah. Yo, when you have a kid with someone, whether you're together or not, when that kid grow up, you both are there. Mm-hmm. When that kid gets in trouble, y'all both are there. Mm-hmm. When that kid goes to college, when that kid has their own kid, y'all mm-hmm. both there. So that's the lifetime commitment. I think I think it's raw, raw sex. <laughs> I mean, well, raw sex bring it on, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, all in all, like people be thinking, all right, oh, we're not together no more. I ain't got to deal with her. You got When you have a kid with someone, you have to deal with them forever. So that kid closed his eyes. You got to deal with them forever. And last mm-hmm. time I checked, we're trying to die before them, right? Mm-hmm. So why not take it seriously in the sense to say, like, make her a wife? How you sit here and can say you could, you know, oh, she could be a great mom, but wife is like, eh. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. It's, it's because the immaturity, you know what I'm saying? Like, sex, sex feels so good at a time in your life. Like, and then it's, fellas, Fellas, the fellas know out there. Once you take the condom off, oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, but then be, you know, hold it down. What will come next? You know, and I yeah. tell this is why I tell men, or it's like but, my male friends. Right. I'm like, you know, y'all sit here, y'all complain about these women acting away, right? Yeah. But what comes with raw sex? Not just pregnancy, <laughs> you know, that shit you can't get rid of. Right. Or something you got to get treated for. Right. It's so much comes with that when you just keep the condom on. You know, you know where it's at, and that's it. And the connection, too. Like, the connection, you literally, like, I I believe, I don't know if it's true, but I believe, like, once you enter somebody, you you take a little bit of their spirit, their soul, their personality. You know what? It was this thing on on Instagram back in the day. It say, uh, she, she... a woman's having sex with like three or four dudes and then having di- to deal with those three or four demons that come with, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
You, you, that's debatable. Picture the semen, right? Semen, not the semen. The, se- <laughs> what, the, the cum. <laughs> no. <laughs> what don't you mean, though? It, it, it got a life. It creates life, right? Procreate, right. you know, creating life and stuff like that. So imagine that. Even if you like, you don't get pregnant, and and somebody shoot up the club, and you know, you still have that. It, a look. A little bit of him is inside you, and the woman juices too. Her juices are inside you too, so it's like exchanging bodily fluids. Right, and that's telling kids. It's kind of like, I mean, but see again, why put yourself in that position? Mm. That's why I feel like you should get to that stage mm-hmm. if you about that person. Right. If it's what y'all talking, why are you? Why are you even putting yourself in that position? Without the condom, and people may say like, "Oh, it's, you're overthinking it," but now nah, it's true because. That person's not obligated to you. Right. So you think they're not running up in somebody else's mm-hmm. role and, and vice versa with the woman. Right. You think she's not letting somebody else run up in her? Mm-hmm. So why put yourselves in those positions? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be mad. Right. When you find out otherwise, right. thinking whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I agree with you because I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I don't, I don't have sex because I don't want to deal with the responsibility of, you know, of uh, entering a woman. You know what I'm saying? Responsibility in what way? Like uh, you try to enter her without a condom? That's what you No, no. Nah, with a condom, without a condom. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you, I haven't. The first time I went raw, I probably was like 32. And then what? I was. Yeah. And then I, I mean, was. I mean, I say, like, I'd be like that, but hold on. <laughs> the first time I went raw, I was 32, three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yo, if I knew this is what it felt like, I would have been going raw six, 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 But no, nah, but I appreciate that. And we need more men. You so crazy. But no, nah, seriously, like, we need more men to be more responsible like that. Because there's so many broken homes. Yeah. You know, homes. and when I say broken homes in the sense of like, you know, I got two kids here. I got two over here. Right. And I got this one over here. And, you know, in the moment, you're like, oh, okay, that happened. I moved on with this one. I'm happy. I'm having a kid. You ain't got to have a kid with everyone. Right, right. I say that so often. Mm-hmm. And I look at my parents. My parents got divorced when I was probably was like 12. Mm, and they were married. Yeah, they, they were married. But, but check this out. My father, he was like, yo, I got your mom's pregnant. And growing up at the time, that's what you thought you did, what you thought was right. You mm. did what you thought was right. So you're like, all right, I'm going to own up to this and own up to that. But in his heart, he didn't feel, you know, it It was a lack of something. So mm. he, he's just, in his mind, he's like, okay, I, I got a pregnant. I got a pregnant. We're going to get married. We're going to raise the family, you know, because I'm trying to How do the right they? thing. They were, they had, my sister's the oldest, so they were 18. See? 18. And I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Now, let me, let me, I'm going to piggyback on that. With me being 20, having Jaden, right? Mm-hmm. I got pregnant at 19, had him at 20. Yeah. The problem is, and see, we don't listen to our parents with this, and we right. don't follow other races with this. You ever notice how they have kids like late 20s, right. 30s? And we're like, oh, we been had our kid. We're on mm-hmm. our second now. Right. But they did it the right way. Mm-hmm. You have to go through your mistakes. Mm-hmm. You got to go through your fucking stage. Mm-hmm. You got to go through your whole stage. Right. What whole stage Men and women. Through? Right. What stage you're going through... At 18, 19. Mm. That's still puppy love. You just out of high school. I mean, it's just... So, when I say, and, and what I mean, and what I'm trying to get to is, like, 
a lot of times, like how you just say with your father, mm-hmm. he was looking at it like, oh, I'm being respectful. I'm, step, I'm stepping up to my responsibility. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to make, you know, a woman out of her. You know, that's the term, you know, that yeah. we use. And but in all actuality, I'm sure he may have had his moments probably right. while they were together and vice versa because they didn't have that phase. So sometimes some people don't want to go through that phase when they're married or right. they already had the kids. So it's like, how can you cheat on me? I just gave you two kids. How can you do this to me? But because we start so early and call ourselves being so grown so fast, mm-hmm. that's why that happens. And that's why a lot of times marriages don't last as long as they should and et cetera, et cetera. So I can see why he said that. And that's why right. I asked you how long, young were they when they got together? Because that happens very often. Mm-hmm. You have to go through those phases. Because once you go through those phases, such like me, I'm at that point now where it's like, I'm ready to settle down. Right. I already, you know, dated. I already been outside. So you have to go through that. So you could be like, I did it, I done it, it's not fun for me. Mm-hmm. And you, how can you do that at 18? Mm. So that's why I asked you what, how old in the sense of, you know, um, when they started their family. Right. Because that happens so often. But, uh, but to, to add on to what you're saying, like my father grew up in a different era. You know, his father, his father, when he was growing up and he had his kids at 18 years old, you know, telling his mother, my grandfather telling his mother that he's having a baby and bringing the baby in the house. He told me that he brought a baby in the house and his mother told him, get that baby out of this house right there and don't bring no women in here until you marry. That, those were the, like, it was right. like kind of dictatorship. And, and, uh- I don't want to say that. Or a high standard of, you know, of what love really was. Like, even, like, the music on the radio was different back then. True. But you you got to also remember, our grandparents and grandparents, they came from a time where if you was not married by 18, you was an old maid. Right. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Why no man want to marry you by 18? Mm -hmm. You know, my grandmother, I believe, no, excuse me, my great-grandmother, I believe she was married, I want to say 16, 17. Mm -hmm. My great-grandfather was way older than that. But my point is, so those eras, as people got to remember, generation changes Mm -hmm. each. So oftentimes with our grandparents and stuff like that, you know, they're so quick to say, Oh, well, you know, we was like this, we was like that. Times was different back then. Yeah. They got to remember that. Like, yeah. the times was different. We have evolved. Did we evolve right? No. And, you know, like, okay, you know, it's so crazy. Like, <laughs> I know this is crazy again, but last night I was watching Public Enemies. Right. Remember John Dillinger? Yeah. Played by um, Johnny Depp. There's a scene in the movie where his girlfriend didn't want to snitch on him. Mm. So they got her in the room. You know how it was back in the day. They beat you. They hit you with the with the phone book. Pour the coffee. On yeah, you. all that, right? So the guy who's in charge of the station, he like is really beating on her. Yeah. So because he wants John Dillinger, and she tells him at the end, like you dummy, he was there the whole time. Mm. Y'all arrested me. He watched y'all arrest me the whole time. So he's mad. He's beating the shit out of her with the phone book, punching her in the face like a man. And then the other men come in like, what are you doing? I understand, but let her go. If she doesn't have the information you need, let her. She just, this is still a lady. Mm. To the point where they had to carry her out of the station. Wow. And the point I'm making is, from there, and again, this is like the 1920s, 1930s. Mm. And, you know, again, our grandparents kind of is from that time. Right, right. You know, women was viewed as a certain way, like dainty. Mm. You don't treat them a certain way. You don't mm-hmm. handle them in a certain way. You carry them in a different caliber. 
so now in our current stage with the sneaky links and the situationships, mm-hmm. you know, our grandparents don't understand that. They look at us like, y'all wrong. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, mm-hmm. what? Why are you not married? Why you got three baby mamas? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Yet, let's be real, some of them husbands had side kids too. But this is my point. Like, you know, um, things are just so different. Right. And grandparents is so stuck in their ways, especially black grandparents. Yeah. They so stuck in their ways. Still, like, shout out to the all, nah. all the grandparents that still got the plastic on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Shit, some of them niggas got the plastic in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the living room with furniture you can't even sit on. <laughs> in the summer, it's a wrap. That's old school. But like even even the music, right? Right, yeah. I, I, I listened to this song. Gladys Knight, right? Gladys Knight, she tells about, she has this lyric. She says, I'd rather live in his world than live in mine. But you know why she says that? Because again, that time the man was superior. Mm-hmm. That head and tail was mm-hmm. very strong. Very strong. And I feel at the moment women went to work, mm-hmm. it was like, eh, whatever. Right. And that's the problem. We don't know how to submit. So my thing, and I'm and I'm living. You don't know how to submit because the music today says your pussy pink and your booty hole brown. Not at all. I don't know how to submit because men are not traditional men. Mm. You can't sit here and say, "Oh, I want a traditional woman. I want my woman to cook and clean and not be in the streets as often." But you're in the streets often. Mm -hmm. Men back then was building houses from scratch. Right. Men back then, yo. Something's wrong with the water pressure. He went and fixed it. We yeah. didn't have to call a plumber. Right. Yo, my tire's flat. He fixed it. Mm-hmm. Men can't even do that. Yeah, yeah. So you sit here oftentimes and like, I want the traditional woman that just be quiet and mm-hmm. do as she's told. And mm-hmm. and again, I feel like, I'm going to be honest with you, when a woman's in love with a man, there's nothing she wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. You know? Every however, flaw the man has. They would accept it. Mm-hmm. But can y'all do that with us? A woman could, could let's be real, forgive you for infidelities. Right. Someone forgive you for side kids. Mm-hmm. But if the shoe was on the other foot, she's those type of hoes, mm-hmm. those type of bitches, she ain't shit. Yeah. Can I, y'all do that with us? I had a, Let's be real. I had a friend like that. He like, yo, aunt, yo, my shorty cheated on me. We live together. We got kids. And, and I love her. So it's like. You know, society says kick her out and take. You know, but it's not that simple to. Right, of course. Especially if you when you put time in, like a, a man, a man. I don't know about women, but I can attest that a man asset is time. It's mm. time. Like if I invest my time, my heart, my soul, my energy in you. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm not. I'm not looking for. A reward or anything but you just want to feel appreciated exactly and want to feel worthy want to feel important you know but that goes both ways it, it does because there's women who may may not work there's women who may work and still come on to cook and clean yeah yeah you went to work too but was our appreciation but so let and me then I, men are so quick to say oh but that's your job when it gets to that part of the conversation nah you all in but but and and this is some game right here right as a man, I can't love you the same way you love me. 
It's it's two different types of love. It, right, that's agree. It's two different types. Women's emotional. Men is more so for like for face value. I would say I would use the term logical. <laughs> nah, y'all definitely never logical. The choices y'all make absolutely not. But I would say face value in the sense of not saying physical like what she looks like. Yeah, yeah. But face value in the sense of like how she handles you. Mm-hmm. You know. Or, you know, what she has done for you, mm-hmm. for you to feel like, okay, now she's worthy to be a wife. Right. And I feel like it's bittersweet with that. Right. There's some men who could be with women for like five, ten years. Yeah. They done cheated on that woman. Mm-hmm. They done broke her down so many times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? I'm done with this part of my life. And she's still here. Now I can marry you. Mm-hmm. Why a woman must endure pain before getting the prize? Because mm. men, men... You ever, you ever think about the concept of cheating? Men, for what I hear, some men say it's not emotional. Mm-hmm. I say that's bullshit because if it's not emotional, you would cheat with multiple women. Right. But if you're cheating with one woman, there's right. some emotions there because you're going to back to that same person. Mm-hmm. When you're sloppy, you're going to this person, that person, that person, you don't care. Right. At that point, it's really like you're just being sloppy, right? right. It's simply like, I'm just cheating. I'm in my mood. For whatever reason, we were beefing that day. I'm not feeling I'm appreciated. This is why I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And I slept with this girl that day, a different girl this day. But when you keep going to that same person, mm-hmm. it's different for us. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, let's be real, you're going to that same person because something that she got is bringing you back. Mm-hmm. Then it's the whole pillow talk. Right. Oh, this is what I'm going through at home. Or mm-hmm. I like this at home. And it's like, oh, really? Well, I could do this for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why I always say it's very debatable when it comes to that with men. Because why would you keep going back to that same girl if you don't care about you? If it's nothing for you, why go back to that same person? Because it's two types. Like, first is the, it's the, what I call a two-year, one-night stand, right? That's mm-hmm. when you sleep with a girl and you can't tell her get out. You don't have the heart to tell her get out. So two year, a two year, one night stand, right? Okay. And then the other is like uh, the persona of a man. We supposed to be strong. We supposed to protect. We supposed to provide. Uh, and you want to look. You want to always represent that for your woman. Mm-hmm. But those times when you don't feel as strong, when you. Uh, whether you can't provide or you know right. under those circumstances some sometimes you just meet somebody that you could cry to you could cry to but you can't necessarily you don't you want your lady to always view you as strong and a protector and of a course. provider but sometimes you just need that probably need a shoulder to cry on. You so know you what I'm feel that if you show emotion, a woman's gonna view you mm. as being weak. Mm-hmm. That's sad to say because we don't. If anything, we're gonna respect you more. And let me tell you why. Because a lot of times, especially in our community, mm-hmm. men don't like to show emotions. Men right. don't like to express their feelings. Mm-hmm. And even though we know it's there, even though we know you went through whatever in your childhood, mm-hmm. when you hold that in, and that moment you finally. Like how you say, let it all out, or this, mm-hmm. it just comes out. Mm-hmm. It never comes out good. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's very important to pick the correct partner. Right. Because you could open that door or open that you know chapter within you mm-hmm. to be like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do this with her. 
We've been kicking it for a while. It's familiar territory. I'm going to vent to her. Mm-hmm. But that might not be the girl. That could just be the girl you have fun with. Right. That don't mean that's the girl you confide in. Right. And this is the problem with men. And that's why I said men is face value. Mm-hmm. Because it's always that physical. It's always like, okay, I'm having fun with her. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. You know, sex is good. Right. I could talk to her. Right. And then she y'all cool. argue. She's throwing that shit in your face. Right. You know, y'all argue or not even argue per se, but it could be where like y'all not at the y'all not at the same place no more. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, ugh, you ain't shit anyway. I just played with you. Then it's like, wow. Mm. And then it sucks for the next woman who deserved that version of you. Yeah. But now you so closed in. It's like, nah, I'm not gonna ever do that again. Mm-hmm. And it's a very unfortunate for us because it's like we didn't put you there. Right. So I had to learn that myself, honestly, where. Mm-hmm. Don't change who you are. Mm-hmm. Don't change how you move. Don't change how you love. Don't change how you think. Mm-hmm. You know, but just try to go forward with an open mind and just hope like the person got, you know, the same mindset and they just, oh, this is open as you. Yeah. Because every man notice uh, as we get older that, you know, you're not going to meet anybody that checks all the boxes. Of course not. You know what I'm saying? There's no such as a perfect man. There's exactly. no perfect woman. Exactly. But you got to find somebody who's perfect for you. Yeah. You, you know, uh, my father got married, remarried for the second time a year ago, right? Oh, huh. Yeah. And um, he asked my uncle, which was his birthday when he got married. He, My uncle turned 70, been married 40 years. Mm. He, and he asked, he asked his, my uncle, you got any advice on how this marriage shit work? Mm. And my my uncle was like, nope, because what might work for me won't necessarily work for you. And that was a jewel for me. I was like, whoa. I mean, yes, but I think I still, like, I mean, if I was in his shoes, I think I would just tell him, like, hey, listen, this is what we did. You know, we had our, come I mean, let's be real. There's going to come a point in any relationship, especially when it's long term. Yeah. We're not going to like each other. Mm. And I learned, I mean, I was with the kids for, like I said, again, 13 years. And there was a point I simply just couldn't despise. I just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Just seeing him, it was just like, ugh. And yet in my mind, he didn't really even do nothing. Right. But, you know, you just get so accustomed to routine. Mm-hmm. And you just like, okay, I want more. Mm-hmm. I want to see more. I want you to do more. But there's some people who are just so content with like, yo, as long as I got whatever that makes me comfortable, mm-hmm. I'm good. But see, I've always been the type to want more. Right. I've been raised where like, yo, the sky's the limit. You get to that goal, you go, we go further than that. Yeah. So that that's why I say at the beginning, mm-hmm. that childhood, you know, persona, the things you experience in your childhood really does seep into your adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said when it comes to Jaden. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I'd rather have him have that childhood. Like, okay, despite how things have went with my parents, I want, I want better than that. Right. I love my parents. I'm not sitting here saying they, you know, they were horrible. None of that. But I want to be better than that. Right. Like, even me as a mom, I always say every day, like, I want to be better than my mom because my mom didn't make me feel comfortable mm. to speak to her. And like, I made the joke prior to doing this, you know, like I always tell Jada, I said, I don't care, <laughs> you know. If you on fire down there, mm-hmm. yo, point it out. We're going to look it together. <laughs> you feel me? Because there's right. so many kids. You see them lose so much. And and I always say that, yo, this generation is so weak. Mm. But you see how every day, how these kids are so quick to kill themselves. Mm. 
mm-hmm. start the drugs early. Mm-hmm. Y'all, the other day, I go with Jaden to his first day of school because, you know, I'm excited. Like, oh, my God, my baby's in high school. Yo, kids is walking to the school with the vape. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. We had our little, you know, we did our little smoking smoke. But we didn't we didn't have it so open. Right. You know, we sneaked into like the little back alleys and mm-hmm. you know, the old looking buildings. Yeah, yeah. Yo, know, these kids walking up the block with the vase. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, what? And yo. they were going into the school and then they tucked into the little thing and go inside. And I'm like Like, yo, hold on, let's go to the store. Let yo, me refill kids this break have real no quick. Poof. Yeah. At least we still had that respect mm-hmm. where like when we saw elders or right. like knowing it's a school. We're not about to have our blunt outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was some idiots that did it here and there, but that was here and there. Right. These kids be on the yo, these kids be on the bus with the van. <laughs> I'm like, yo, it's a bus. Like oh, the and train, it's crazy. Bus train, yes. Everywhere. And I really feel like it's really a gift and a curse with them making certain things legal now. Mm-hmm. Because some people just don't know how to act. It's it's like social media too, right? Yeah, uh, I heard T.K. Yes. Kirkland, a comedian, T.K. Kirkland. He said something real deep. He said, uh, "Growing up, it was like a space where, you know, when grown folks was talking, you the kids stay in the child's Absolutely. place." Absolutely. He said, "Social media opened up the doors for kids to get in grown people conversation because yeah. there's no, there's no filter or boundaries." Yeah, um, I can agree to that to the extent. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as with me, like. I try to keep my kids in the kids' place. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned before. Right. If they see me drink, it's wine, it's beer. Right. Now, am I going to say I say I drink every night? No. Mm-hmm. Now, seeing me drinking Henny, right. I'm pouring up, I'm setting up hookah, nah. And it's not to negate from anybody who do it. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to understand why my mom did certain things. Right. And I'm starting to understand why she moved the way she did. When you become a parent, mm-hmm. you just want to just be better. Right. So, you know, yes, I do agree with that. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I feel like social media do play a large part. A lot of our kids is on YouTube and TikTok right. all day. This is why our kids don't have social skills. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I was when we were growing up? Yo, right, we right. was outside all day. For the moment we got up, we washed up, we ate, we outside. Right outside. Our mothers would be like, yo, come home before sundown. We, we would have to get a beat in the Right, to come back in the crib. Yeah. The, before the lights, um, the street lights hit you. Right. Now, it's like, first of all, you kind of timid. Yeah, yeah. The sending kids outside. Uh-huh. But they don't have social skills. Exactly. Kids go to kid parties, and they don't know how to talk to each other. They're on their iPad. Yes. Watching and I'm YouTube. like, yo, because the party, I remember that my, my daughter, she reminds me so much of myself yeah. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And she reminds me of the 90s kids. She yeah, goes yeah. to a party. Oh, hi, I'm London. I'm eight years old. What's mm-hmm. your name? Ooh. To the park. Yeah. Hi, I'm London. Want to play? My son? Oh, he'll sit, on the, he'll sit on the bench the whole time knowing he wants to play. Mm-hmm. He's 14 years old. You know what I'm saying? So... It's really, like I said before, it's night and day with them. But yeah. again, like the kids don't have no social skills. Mm-hmm. And that's terrible because y'all about to get jobs. Right. Y'all don't have no social skills. Like, how are y'all going to conduct yourselves in interviews? You know they don't even teach these kids how to write in script? Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I'm teaching my kids that. I bought, I bought um, the cursive workbooks Yeah, yeah. to teach them. So how y'all expect these kids to sign their checks? Mm. They can't sign checks. Mm-hmm. These kids, just, I mean, a lot of my friends and myself, our kids just started working some of you this past summer. Yeah. When it was time, I mean, granted, they didn't have to sign too much paperwork because a lot of stuff was virtual depending on where you picked. Mm-hmm. But all in all, how you expect your kids to sign their name when they don't have our script? Right. We learned in the second, third grade. Right. 
they don't even know my son's in high school. I'm teaching him now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, when you grow up and you get your degree, because you will, yeah, um, and you go to your first job and fill out your onboarding package mm-hmm. and your W-2s and your W-4s, you will sign your name. And yeah. it's crazy because I'm like, they go right in print. Anybody mm-hmm. can write your name in print. Right. And they're not teaching these kids that no more. Because it, it, it's up to us. You know, we relied on the system and the time and time the system has felt us because a lot of times the system ain't for us. Like if, yeah. you, if you look at like a sports team, you know, uh, some of the players win championships because of the system, right? Yeah. But some of the players don't really necessarily live up to their full potential because they're good players in the wrong system. And sometimes Mm. that's life. Like, a lot of times we depend on our doctors and we depend on our school systems when it's in in our careers, in our careers to define who we really are. But if we was more self-reliant, like, I know... Speaking for me and you and the regular working person, we work hard when we go to work. We get right. up. The whole process of just getting up, mm-hmm. you know, preparing for work, being at work. And while you at work, you're dealing with different personalities from all different walks Definitely. of life. Especially in human resources. Listen. Exactly. I deal with a lot. I deal with a lot. <laughs> I deal, yo, like, just recently, yeah. some guy... <laughs> Some guy, um, so again, like I told you, mm-hmm. I work for paratransit, um, company, and which is pretty much, you know, it's a ride. And the guy stole a table mm. and they try to give him a chance. That's the crazy part. <laughs> They're like, yo, where's the table? He's, you know, so him and another guy who they, who they yeah. suspected was like, we ain't got the table. Mm-hmm. So they come back to him a second time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I see that table. So the other guy's like. Yo, look at the cameras, man. You ain't gonna keep asking me. The guy who did really steal it, he goes, Oh, I think I seen it back there by <laughs> this part of the parking lot. So like the parking lot, mind you, the boss decides that now you know what? Let me just look at these cameras. They see more cameras. This nigga had the table, like a folded table like this. Yeah. Fold it up. And he's not only did he steal the table, he steal the table on a vehicle. Mm-hmm. How you steal the table? On their vehicle, like you packed the table on their car, right? And they just wanted him just to be honest. They was gonna give him a suspension one day mm-hmm. because he was a good worker, right? Still lying. <laughs> so the third time they're like, "Yo, so and so, come into the office today at two o'clock," and this is like my first week, week and a half there. Mm. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to like terminate him, come into the meeting." So I'm like, wow. "I don't need to go to that meeting." You know, because you hear it all the time in the news. Niggas come back, shoot shit up. You know, when they lose their job, you know, shit is crazy out here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, I ain't got to go to that. So right, it's cool. I, I'll write whatever. So they're like, no, you got to experience this. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, you know, they had to tell him. And it's like, he kind of walked in. And I know just to his attire, I'm like, he's going to show his ass. The nigga had on, like, the he had on polo, but it's like the polo association. Yeah, yeah. Just that alone, I was like, he on his bullshit. Then he had, like, the old D baggy denim shorts like yeah. soldier boy shit i'm like nah i'm like nah ain't no way right there this is about to go left so whatever we go to the room pretty much tell him like yo what he's done show him the footage let him know yeah this is what it is we need you to sign this paperwork you out of here mm-hmm. so i'm scared yeah, i'm scared because yeah. i'm like this nigga come back and shoot this shit up there <laughs> and you know overall um people just gotta do better 
Yeah. We got to do better. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was one of us, and you know. But but that's what I'm talking about, like uh, conforming to what society has for us, opposed to building a life on our own. You right. know what I'm saying? Building you good. Building a life on our own. You know, uh, school tell us to prepare us for uh, to go to college and get a go- job and raise a family and stuff like that. But while you're on a job, I feel like the job. Some someone said that the job is is the is the pill that life gives you to forget about your dreams and goals and all of that and just conform Ooh. to. You know what I'm saying? Well, then that's and, why you should get into the field that you want to be into. Exactly, and that like, plays a major part. Uh, that falls into the category of just like knowing what you want and knowing how you how to. You want to live your life. You know, when I was working at CNN, you know, I, I was chopping it up with the anchors. They would come in. You sure was. You was on Ellen all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you was on Ellen. So one one <laughs> of the anchors, my man, uh, Victor mm-hmm. Victor Blackwell, right? Mm-hmm. He he goes. I bring him in. He do his show. He leave. And then when he leave, he was like, okay, it's time to build a life now. You right. know, as soon as I walk through these doors, got to build a life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, like, so crucial to a lot of people that just let life happen to them instead of living on their own terms. You know, mm. when we talk about signing up for, like, the wrong systems and stuff like that. But that's another podcast. I want to talk about relationships. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, so Let's uh, get into it. You're talking about growth, right? Okay. But a man sees it different, right? So... If, if we go together and you say you always want more and more and more, it's, if that means your counterpart now always have to become more. So we can start out just on some, you complaining about, why you don't hold my hands? I start holding your hand. Why you don't, why you don't buy me flowers? I start buying you flowers. Then it's, why you don't take me out? Then I start taking you out. And then it keeps going on and on and on and on. Do you think... A man should always continue to elevate to 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 meet your needs, but even if he does and you're still not happy, like. <laughs> so then that's when the whole lust mm. and love conversation come into play. Because if I love you, mm-hmm. I'm gonna love that flaws of you, mm-hmm. where you don't meet the needs I meet. And see, I learned you have to love people in their love language. Oh. That's good. Not yours. That's good. Because everybody's different. Like how you just said, the woman may be one of those like, oh, I like to be catered. Right. But the man, his thing may be like, oh, I don't like to cater a woman. I'd rather show her I love her in the sense of like spending time with her. Mm-hmm. Meaning where, I don't know, let's say we can watch a series together or maybe going on a date. But she is more so in the sense of being catered, whether it's like you said, flowers and things being bought and being chauffeured and, you know, being put on a pedestal. And I had to learn that you have to love people in their love language. Mm-hmm. But in order to love people in their love language, you have to actually love them. Mm-hmm. And there's so much lust out here where it makes you think you're in love. Mm-hmm. And that's a big problem, too. So, yeah, when it comes to that, as far as with women, and for her to keep constantly asking you to say, like, okay, I want this, I want that, I want this. Does she really love you? Mm-hmm. Because if she love you, why does she love you then? If you never did none of these things prior, if you was never that guy that was always giving and putting her on that pedestal and always catering, per se, why does she love you? Right. 
That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you have to question yourself and let alone question her too, or him, however way this goes, and to see that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I feel like lust really comes to play with a lot of stuff. And this is why I tell people too if the whole thing was sex. Like, people who don't date with intention, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say like, oh, I'm dating, I'm trying to get to know you. But then you're going to have one day you expect ass. Mm-hmm. Why would you expect ass for the first date? Yeah, we talked on the phone for three weeks. But I may meet you in person. I may feel like, uh, it's not the same. Because you can tell me anything over the phone. Right. But when you face to face, now when we're talking about the same things, your expression change. I'm very big on the facial. Mm-hmm. I'm very, because everybody don't have a poker face. Mm-hmm. So I'm very big on that. So if I bring up certain things that I want clarity on that we spoke about on the phone, and you're different in person. You pausing with the answers now. Now it's like the answer is completely different. Your demeanor is different. You just run the game. So you have to respect me pulling myself out of it. And now my availability is going to change it. Niggas don't like that. They're quick to say, oh, you switched up. Why you switched up on me? Why would I be totally obligated to you when you're not really obligated to me? Mm-hmm. Like, I respect men telling me the truth. And I'm going to be honest. You know, so funny. I was talking about this. I respect men telling me the truth because it gives me the option to deal with you. I can't get mad if you tell me the truth. Like, oh, I'm dating other women. I'm seeing this one. I got a situation. Because when I want to call you and you don't answer, I can't get mad because I know what I was getting into. Right? But then there's men that don't tell you what it is. And you got to find out in the long run. And they're like, oh, she's toxic. She's crazy. What? But then I also, on the flip side, I see from the men's point of view, when they sit here and say, like, oh, I was honest with her, and she switched up. And I can't get mad at them for that, because women will say, oh, I want the truth, but then they switch up on them. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. So, you know, some women, they say they want the truth, but they don't. But I'm one of those, you're going to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to waste my time. I got two kids. And not saying the kids, you know, is your responsibility or you're obligated to them, but they will be a part of the plan eventually. So you're not going to come into my world. You're not going to disrupt my peace. You're not going to sit here and say you're all about me and what have you. And then, you know, with time you switch up. Then I'm heartbroken. I'm depressed. Them kids need me. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to be depressed. Mm I can't be in the house slump, don't want to eat, mm-hmm. don't want to cook. They got to be fed. Right. I can't sit here and let my daughter here look crazy when she go to school. She got to look good always because she represent me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I say, like it's so debatable with relationships these <laughs> days. And that's why I just say to myself because I know how crazy I could be and I'm going to just mess up your world. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, that's just <laughs> what it is. You know what I mean? So I just like, ugh. But, um... Yeah, but honestly, I've learned in this last year, I can't even get mad at men for how they've been treating us. Women tolerate, well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Certain women been tolerating such BS for so long mm-hmm. that men think that every woman think that way. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you're going to date with a guy. You like him. He's cute. He spent his those few dollars. Oh, I'm going to leave. We're going to have sex. You come on a date with me? We're going to have fun. We're going to talk. I'm going to get to know you. You're going to take me home. And we're going to talk more. And we're going to learn each other more. Why am I going to just be like, oh, open sesame because you took me out to eat. I know how to cook. You choose to take me out to eat. 
And men don't realize, especially in this day and age, when you go on a date with a woman, it's not about spending the money. It's not about the food. It's about to see if y'all are really could connect. Mm-hmm. Because again, like I said before, on the phone, I could tell you anything. You could tell me anything. But in person, you could you could peep the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You could peep the pauses. You peep the whole discomfort. So why, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you expect it the first day? And then why are you so open to have sex with me? You don't even know me. You don't know who I've been at. Oh, because I'm pretty. Yeah, she clean. That don't mean that. I mean, I am clean. Mm. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm just very big on that. I just really look at things from all angles. And I'm learning to try to look at things from men's point of view. Mm. Which is hard. It is, because I'm not a man, right? Yeah. But at the same time, I can't fault y'all for how y'all treat us women because some women are so quick to this open legs. Not even just open legs, but they're so quick to just be so open, so gullible. <laughs> at a time right. of my life, I would ask where they at. <laughs> Oh, they out here. You just in the house with a good boy. <laughs> they out here. Mm-mm. But what happened to your heart that got you to where you are now? So, <laughs> I'm not going to say I became cold, mm-hmm. but I will say I became more guarded again. Mm-hmm. Um,. It kind of sucks a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I dealt with someone after his father. I dealt with someone, and I was like, at first I was timid. I'm like, nah, I've been in a long-term relationship. I want to kind of be outside. Mm-hmm. I wanted to experience a whole hot girl summer. Right. I was with their father. I was about him. I was about him, the family. Mm-hmm. So I'm by myself now. I yeah. kind of want to make the mistakes and all that, and his thing was like, but I love you. I've mm. always loved you. I'll be waiting for this moment. But you got a situation. I'm not, <laughs> you know? So he proved and he went above and beyond to show me whatever. And then with time, um, I ended up finding out, you know, he was trying to fuck half of New York, you know? And in that situation, I learned, yo, no matter how many times a man call you, no matter how much he's been around you, no matter what he do for you, if he wants to deal with another woman, he's gonna do just that. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, why did you come for me? Why I ain't sent for you? Mm-hmm. I was chilling. I was fine, you know, leaving that situation because before I parted ways and you know, like clip the kid's father, I already knew it wasn't gonna last. I already knew we was going to come to that point where I'm done with him, mm-hmm. right? So. No, I don't want to be in another relationship right away. Why would I? Because, let's be real, again, like I said, the kid's going to eventually be part of the plan. So when I dealt with that guy and he was just trying to be all over the place, no, nah, I'm good. You're not about to put me at risk. You're not about to bring me something I can't get rid of and shorten my life. I'm for these kids always. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's crazy. I always bring the kids into play. But when you become a parent, yeah. Every little thing, like, I swear, like, every little decision, like, date is always part of play. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> so, I don't want to be cold. I'm learning not to be cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little bitter from that situation because we were friends first. Mm-hmm. We were friends for a long time, you know. And for him to move as such, it was like, why? You knew what I came from. You knew what I went through with the kid's father. We have talked about it. You talked about whatever you went through with your baby mom. So why would you put me through that? 
So I go back to the original point. Why come for me when I need some for you? I guess men, men, we like meat. Like, I'm still having trouble to get over the ass and titties face. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I get it because y'all men. Like I said again, y'all visual. But still, why pursue a woman that you're not ready for? Mm. Why sit here and portray yourself to say like, oh, I... I don't know, like, yo, I love you. I've always loved you. Right. And I'm like, boy, bye. Right. And then you go all about, yo, you calling me on your way to work. Mm-hmm. You calling me on your lunch break. You calling me when you're leaving work. You calling me to your second job. You calling me during your second job. You calling me after your second job. Then you're like, oh, babe, I'm going to pull up. I know I can't see you for long. So he resp- And I, that's one thing I will say. He respected my wishes with that. Because I was like, I don't want you around the kids. Mm-hmm. But why? I'm not a bad person. Because my kids are loving you're not going to have my kids missing you. Mm-hmm. And you're not ready for me. Right. So I used to meet him in the lobby. Um, you know, we would talk, you know, whatever. And then with time, I would let him come to the house when the kids would sleep, whatever have you. And then I'll be so dead tired in the morning getting them ready for school. <laughs> you know, because I was talking to him and whatever all night. But, you know, and it was good. But I can't. I'm not into sharing niggas. Mm. I'm not. What? Uh, what if that makes the man happy? Just like, I don't care. Then you need to be with someone else who's okay with that. Mm, okay. And again, I can't force you for that. Right. Like, everybody wants what they want. Right. I'm not going to sit here and try to change you. If anything you want to do, if you want to call yourself changing whatever right. for me, trust me, I'm going sh- to show my appreciation in many ways possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be that girl like, oh, yeah, you knew better. Never. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to sit here, you know what I'm saying, think that, oh, you was going to try to play with me. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't play with me. Like, And I make it very clear at the beginning. Niggas be like, oh, what's she going to do? And then when I go crazy, then it's like, <laughs> yo, you could give it up like that? Yeah. Yo, you were a little different. I might have to press charges. Nah, right. don't press charges now. Right. So, you know, you know, but um, as far as the guy, like I said, I was dealing with, um, and it's sad because he had husband material. Mm. He had husband material. And us women, so I mean, y'all men are. Yeah. Y'all meet that woman, you get to know her, you're going to be like, yo, she could be wife. Right. This wifey, like, oh, that's cute. And then this wife. Right. I could confide in her. I could know I could depend on her. I know I could trust her with my uh-huh. social and whatever. Right. That's how I felt with him. Mm. So it was just, it sucked because it's like, damn, you have husband. And I was talking like, yo, you could be a great husband. But I don't share, I'm not sharing no nigga that I'm in love with. What the fuck I look like? What I look like letting a man or somebody else enjoy my man that I'm in love with? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even want no man enjoying me that you're in love with me, right? Right. It's crazy. And, yeah. yeah it's crazy because, you know, on the different side of the scale for a man, mm-hmm. it's different, you know. I remember I, I seen this lady. I wanted her. And I, I was like, I'm going to talk to her, right? In the middle of the street. I talked to her. Hey, how you doing? This and that, that and this. She cut me off right there. She was like, are you a womanizer? At the time, I was young, probably like 19, not knowing what a woman womanizer right. was. I'm like, what? She was like, are you a womanizer? And I, I'm like, nah. What, what's that? She was like, have you got your dicks up? Behind the dumpster, have you? Jesus, you a crackhead or not? Have you put Bitch. a woman head in the toilet? She like, have you put a woman head in the toilet? Have you did all of these stuff to degrade a woman? I was like, hell no. 
And she's like, once you get that all out your system, then you come talk to me. She's like, get and, that all it out, and then but you come that, talk. Do you remember what yeah. I just said a yeah, few minutes yeah. ago? What I yeah, said? Yeah. You have to go through your mistakes. Right, right. You have to go through your whole phase. Uh-huh. You have to do that. And I say that because mm-hmm. between the ages of, okay, let's say 14, mm-hmm. 14 to 18, maybe 19, right. you and mommy and daddy, mm-hmm. they guiding you. Right. So you're under their rules. Yeah. So it's like, you may do stupid shit, but it's like, yo, get it together. Right. They regulate you. Mm-hmm. Once you really get in that world, yeah. nobody's regulating you. Mm-hmm. Don't let it be you get your own place. Right. You can't tell me <laughs> shit. I'm going home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, 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 that's what I say. It's very tricky. And this is why we have to go through the mistakes. We have to go through the, okay, today I want to be a doctor and I've been going to school for two, three years for that. Right. I don't think I want to do that no more. I think mm-hmm. I want to be a lawyer now. Like, right. you have to go through those phases. Mm-hmm. In order to become who you are. Right. Because once you get to that point, anything that's said about you, you don't care. Right. Anything you went through, I did that, been there, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I don't know, 32, 34, 35 years old. I know this is where I need to be. Right. I know I'm happy where I'm at. Mm-hmm. You may be with a partner who's not into that. Mm-hmm. You may be with a partner who's comfortable with not doing shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. But that's not for me. Mm. So it's like, okay, I'm going to let you be. Mm. Because I'm not going to raise no man. And then it's like, I'm not going to keep constantly pushing you to do something you don't want to do. Because I learned a long time ago, when a man change, it matters why he changed. Mm. It's not per se. If a man changed for you, it's temporary. If a man changed for himself, it's permanent. Because think about it, a man may change because like, oh, I've been complaining for the longest, blah, 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 blah. And then he may work on, I don't know, spending more time with you, yeah. spending money on you. Mm-hmm. And then with time, it's like, oh, I only did it because you said it. Unlike him realizing, like, you know what? She made this initiative to tell me how she felt. She sat here, broke it down to me, why she feels as such. But damn, maybe I am doing wrong. Right. So let me change for that because I don't want to lose her either. Yeah. When a man changed for himself, it's permanent. When a man changed for the partner, friend, family member, it's temporary. Because right. that ain't what he really want to do. He just doing it to please you for that moment. And that is major. And people don't realize that. They're like, oh, he changed for me. But then y'all going to be arguing the next few months about the same shit he's supposed to change for you for. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to all that shit. <laughs> Pay attention to all that shit. You know what's funny? Um... It's a song by Biddy McLean, right? It's a song called Walk Away From Love. Now, mm-hmm. a moment ago, you, you stated that, you know, you was cold. It was a time in your life. You was cold. Well, we all, we all uh, go through that where we try to shut love out because we want to keep disappointment out. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of keeping disappointment out, we're keeping true happiness out. Yeah. So, and I've thought about it that way, but yeah. So what has it took for you? Like earlier, you said that you know you want something real. What you want something? You want you want love. You want somebody to love on you. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, uh, what reopened those gates for you? Well, the gates are so closed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, hmm. 
I think what would reopen it for me is consistency. Mm. And everybody say, oh, be consistent. When I say consistency in the sense of oftentimes men would carry us with a certain way at the beginning. Right. I always call it the honeymoon phase. Right. You don't have to be married to have the honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. So in my case, if it's a new relationship, the honeymoon phase is usually about two or three months, right? After that time period, mm-hmm. y'all don't have sex. Y'all don't went on dates. Y'all don't have conversations. You start to see the true colors. Mm-hmm. You start to notice certain traits. You like, oh no, this is not for me. Or now it's, do I really like him? Or do I really like her? Um, you know, things like that. So when you pass the honeymoon phase, stuff starts getting real for you. Mm-hmm. That's when you pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's when you start paying attention to the arguments. Mm-hmm. I always say you learn a person how they really feel about you during the argument. Mm-hmm. Because a person could be like, oh, I love you to death. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. And then y'all argue, oh, you're a type of bitches. Right. You, you know, you wasn't shit from day one. Wow, but we've been together for three years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, right now, me personally, I'm not looking for it. But I have that feeling that it's going to come soon. Yeah, right. Because, you know, our mutual friend, I went through a lot with him. Mm-hmm. I went th- we were friends since second grade. Right. And when we finally got together, you know, <laughs> I'm going to just say it, the corn. When we finally <laughs> got together in high school, you know, he was like, oh, for years I've heard you vent about guys and I loved you the whole time. Mm. So I'm like, what? You know, and then fine. Finally get with him, see how this goes. You don't remember how that phase was yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know he hurt me the most? Mm. How does somebody who was your best friend hurt you the most? Mm. He knows all your secrets. Right. He know all you went through with other guys. Mm-hmm. He know all the little fake heartaches you had. Mm-hmm. And you give your best friend the opportunity to be more than that, it mm. hurts you the most. Mm. And at that time, I thought I was never going to find love again. Mm-hmm. That was like the worst heartache, everything. I lost weight and everything behind that. And then I came across the kid's father. Now, granted, I knew him for years or whatever, but I came across him, and then we got together, and the rest is history. Right. But that time period where I felt like, right, I'm done with this, I ain't looking no more, that's when it comes. Right. I'm at that time period now. Mm, so like, I'm not looking for it. If it comes, I welcome it if it's genuine. Because mm-hmm. there's kids involved. Right. And I know I keep bringing the kids, but let's be real. They're a part of me. They ain't going nowhere. It is what it is. So, um, yeah. With, with everything you've been through, you, do you believe in soulmates? I do. Yeah? I do. <laughs> I have to. Because... If I want to be loved correctly, mm-hmm. if I want to, of course, have marriage and mm-hmm. be someone's wife, you have to have a soulmate. But before all of that, you got to have a friendship. Right. I learned that. And because guess what? Those bad days is going to come. Yeah. There's that time frame, like I told you before. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to love your partner. There's going to be days when, and I know it sounds crazy, but you're not. Yeah. There are days that are going to come and you're going to be like, oh, I can't stand this nigga. Oh my God, he's still here. Like, oh, Let God, me take a sick day. You ever took a sick day from love? Like, yo, I can't. Uh, I yeah, I can't. I can't love you today. Yes. Not even I can't love you today. But I was like, yo, my nigga, don't talk to me. 
I want to hear your voice. Nothing, nada. <laughs> you know, but what I mean is when you have that friendship and play and it's strong, mm-hmm. even when y'all beefing, yeah. you want to still tell your partner what's going on with your day. Right. You got to have that. Mm-hmm. That's that friendship coming mm-hmm. to play. Because even if y'all beefing, y'all haven't talked in two days. But yo, I just went through mash at the job. Yo, I get home and tell my man with this bitch on this bitch yeah. job. And you come home, you're like, yo, I know you're mad at me, but this is what happened. Da, 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 da. And then it's like, all that y'all was beefing about, it fades. Right. So that's why I tell people like that, that friendship comes into play. It, it really plays a role. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, yeah, we're friends, but we passed that now. Keep that. Right. Because before the kids, before the marriage, before mm-hmm. anything else that's outside of y'all two, it was y'all two. Right. Ooh, that's good. And you have to remember that. Like, even, I think a lot of times I get lost, especially with kids coming to play. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to do family stuff. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. Always. But don't forget y'all too. Right. Because before y'all two had kids, before y'all bought the house, before y'all had the careers, it was just y'all two. And you have to always implement that and prioritize that part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's my views on that. You know what <laughs> it's, I mean? it's funny you say that because, you know, I forgot who said this, but somebody said, I, I want to give them the credit, but I can't remember who said it. But they said, <laughs> love is like motivation. You know, motivation wear off. But what what uh, makes it strong is the commitment after the love is gone. After the motivation gone is the commitment. Yeah. <laughs> it's the commitment. But behind the commitment, again, the relationship. Because yeah, think yeah. about it. The moment you get married, the moment you decide mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm all about you. I'm not with nobody else. We're going to be together. Mm-hmm. That's commitment. But ain't it weird people could mm-hmm. be like, all right, till death do us part and still get a divorce? <laughs> so did you really love that person? Take death, the vows. But did you really love that person till death did you part? It, it might have been a time. Because you could fall out of... The same way you could fall in love, you could fall out of love. How? Especially with marriage. How? Because you grow, you grow, and sometimes, like, you're on the same path, and then something happens, and then you start to separate. You are going to separate. That's right. life. Right, right. But, but this is why I said that friendship comes into play. Uh-huh. And love again. Yeah. When you love someone, you're going to grow with that person. Right, right. How can I sit here and see... How do I say? How can I say to better myself and watch my partner? And that person suffer, but be stagnant. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to school, yo, you're gonna to go to school too. Right. That was, I used to go through an argument. I was told I was mothering him. Mm-hmm. I'm mothering you. That's accountability. You ain't got no, ain't got no GED. Mm-hmm. You got no degree. We got kids. When do you want your kids to grow up with like generational? Well, right. I don't know about you, and he watched my father, you know, not personally watched my father pass, but he watched that phase that I went through, mm-hmm. and he left us bills. He left us mad shit. I'm not trying to leave my kids bills. Mm-hmm. I would love to leave my child a house, a car, you know, and not to say the car or the house is going to bring me back, but more so in a sense of to say, like, yo, even though he's grieving, and you don't know how long the grieving process may be. Right. For me, it took me almost a year and a half. Right. To get through that, you know, and at least I could say, oh, I got this car. Every time I drive this car, I'm going to imagine my mom in this. Mm. Every time I drive this car, I smell her scent. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna turn the, oh, go straight to Jay Z, go straight to Drake. Like, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I know it may sound like overly dramatic, but that's how I just view stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, like, I, I know, no. That's why, again, like I said, when it comes to my kids, like, I wouldn't want to, of course, work on myself. But I'd rather you work on yourself from now, the younger you are, mm-hmm. and be better. So by the time you're my age, it's like, oh, that's right. nothing. I did that, been there. You know, uh, Jay-Z said, he said, Hove did that so you don't have to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that's what, I think that's our whole purpose in life. You know, Oprah talks about reciprocity, how she was a nine-year-old girl. Seeing Sidney Poitier win the Oscar when she was nine on mm. a couch to her winning a lifetime achievement, the same lifetime achievement award, right? Right. Award. And she said there's another nine-year-old girl sitting on the couch watching her. Right. She, you know, so it's her responsibility and duty and accountability to, you know, uh, make the path easier because I'm sure that it was hard. Right. It was hard. Right, up. of course. And then again, like we said earlier, every generation is different. Right. So it's like everybody tries to, you know, stay, how you say, within the times and mm-hmm. keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you, it's hard for me. Yeah. I don't know, none of these rappers, I be learning it bad late. They songs is trash. Yeah. Like, you know, at least I stuff, I'm not going to sit here and say our songs was like so much better, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so vulgar. Right. It's so vulgar. Like, right. back in the day, yo, we couldn't even say pussy. Mm-hmm. And they say it so fluently. It's like, bro, really? Yeah. And they ask us, like, oh, don't let your kid listen to it. You're right. But let's be real, as a kid, they're in high school, they're going to listen to it. Right. Why always portray that? Mm. You know what I'm saying? What happened to the ladies? Mm. And then when you hear, like, the songs that are similar to our timing, it don't get to play it should. Right. That's why, like, and again, I know everybody's going to laugh at this, but... This is why I respect the Drakes, mm-hmm. the J. Coles, mm-hmm. because they still keep up with the times, but they keep true to themselves. Right. Like, Drake, he's still going to sing. He's still going to rap. He's still talking about love. He's going to talk about the fuck niggas. He's going to talk about the, his homies as it was in the trap. That wasn't his story, but he's going to talk about their story. Because let's be real, they don't rap, right? Right. So he's going he gonna to talk about their stories and his songs. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about the friends that's on the child support with most of baby moms. He's going to speak about, like, the girls he played. He's going to talk about the girls he fell in love with and played him. I love that. And I love the fact he evolved with his music, but stayed true to him. Right. J. Cole, another one, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm very big on, but like I said, these rappers now is yeah. not it for me. <laughs> like, Yo, some it, of the beats is fire, but right. what they're saying is stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, because as I get older... I don't know if you could attest to this too, but my music get older. Like I start going dipping in the nineties, eighties, seventies. When you play my song, <laughs> when you play my song, Lord, I'm taking credit for your song. You hear me? <laughs> nah, but like, <laughs> nah, but like when you play your song earlier, the second one. Yeah, yeah. What did I tell you? Mm. It felt like you ever heard that song from Fab? I miss my love. Yeah. You yeah. see how like I don't know about you, but when I hear that song, I always close my eyes, mm. and it just it just Sounds like a mini Scarface Netflix series a little mm-hmm. bit, right? Because you're walking through it. Like, he's very vivid. Talking about Two Soleil and she walked into the crib and she did this. Like, it's so detailed. It's so vivid. 
And when you was, you know, the song you was spit, I'm so, I feel bad because I don't know the name of the I song. I love, by love, I miss No, my I know love. that song, but the song you played for me, the one uh, you did today. Wait when for I said me. To, it's huh? called Wait For Me. That song, did the second one, right? Yeah. So that song, as I, you was, as it was playing, when you was playing it for me, yeah. I'm getting into it. And mm-hmm. just as I'm like, all right, all right, it clicked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I said to you, like, you got to add more to that. Okay. Because you can't sit here and be a storyteller and not give an ending. Mm. You can leave a you can leave a cliffhanger. Yeah. But don't never just go like, oh yeah, ah, ah bye. <laughs> you didn't even say bye. Ooh. So nah, 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 nah. You gotta go back in there. You gotta go back in the booth. You know what I mean? Put whatever, do whatever with that, and um, go from there. Okay, so how has music affected your love life? It kept me hopeful. Mm, I was thinking the same thing. I'll say that. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but like sometimes like when I have like a bad day, mm-hmm. a long day, right. um, I'll listen to music. I'll like zone out. Like once the kiss is good, I'll zone out. I got my AirPods in. I ain't answering no calls, yeah. no text, nothing. And I go on YouTube, my little playlist I got, and I listen to songs. It's not, not always um, slow songs. Right. Maybe turn up songs. You know, I, I want my little gun go music. Off. Oh, absolutely, Bone Thugs forever. You know, <laughs> but like still, like um, I know for music has been my therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and Golden Girls. You know, I'm a big Golden Girls fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know what's crazy? I noticed recently. It's so funny. Somebody asked me recently, like. Yo, do you still watch Golden Girls like every night? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I haven't watched them in like over a year overnight. Mm. And I feel like in this last year, I've been like so bit discombobulated. Like I used to, I used to be a thing. I remember the kids' father used to get mad. Like, yo, I want to go to sleep. I'm not trying to hear about Blanche and Rose. Yo, nigga, <laughs> turn that way. I'm about to watch them before I go to sleep. You know, like, and to him, he looked at it as old ladies. But to me, I looked at it as something like you know like my, my, that was my comfort zone mm. you know it's comedy and you know me and him used to make this pack where we would never go to bed angry whether we're angry at each other or just angry with the world and they were my comfort zone and like i told you before you know you get to a point in relationships sometimes where you don't want to be around your partner so even if he's coming to bed i'm like okay he's in the bed he's like oh he's in the bed mm-hmm. nah i gotta watch the golden girls right now yeah before I go to sleep, you know, so, and that's just what it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, so the Golden Girls do it for me, people be like, how, they four old women, they're not just four old women, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, we got one that's, you know, like I said, you know, the gold digger, and she was rich herself, the other one, she's a dumb blonde, but she get her niggas, the other one, a divorcee, from being married 38 years, kind mm-hmm. of similar to what we've been talking about, and then her mom, sneaked into the crib, she sneaked her way in there, so, it's, you know, it's so much comedy and it's so much that you can relate to on that show. Mm-hmm. It's more than just four old white women. Right. And um, I love it. I'm going to always love it. This <laughs> is what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? But it, it does help me mm-hmm. many nights. Us single moms, even though granted I was in a relationship at that time, but us single moms, we try to find our peace in something. To keep us going. Mm. Otherwise, we would break down. Mm. There are times where, of course, we break down in the showers and the bathrooms. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't let our kids see it. But uh, all in all, we got to have that something to be like, I admit, this is my happy place. 
Right. Because think about it. We're in the house, but we're still sad and depressed and whatever. So you got to have that something. Right. So for me, it's Golden Girls. Golden Girls. That's Golden amazing. Girls, I love them. I because, love them. Because in this. I really wish I could have met. Do you know London is born on Betty White's birthday? You lying. I swear to God. Everybody swore I did that purposely. I did not. I got induced. I almost fucking died with her. So it was not done purposely. But um, yeah, she was born on Betty White's birthday. I think uh, Betty White turned ninety-three or ninety-four that year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just recently, was, like last year. Or well, she just died at ninety-nine. Yeah. But she, when London, when I had London. I think she was yeah. I think she was like 90, 93 when I had mm, London. Wow. And my everybody was like, "Oh my God, you did it on purpose." <laughs> yeah. So I purposely <laughs> developed preeclampsia. To be induced and give birth on her birthday. Right. No. Like, what? That was in the stars. Right. That's how I feel, too. Well, Pookie, I want to put a bow on this thing. I'll ask you one more question because I don't want to take up too much of your time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, What is the most important thing that you got from your relationships? I'll start off with mine. Okay. And why you think. Don't lose your thought. Okay. I remember uh, when I moved to Brooklyn, I dated this girl at 22 and 21. I was just like uh, your baby father. I'd be like, I love you. I love you. You know, it, it reminded me of that uh, scene from Hitch with Will Smith. When, when The reason why he became Hitch. Yes, because of what he went through. Yeah, he was like, I love you. I love you. I love you, right? So, But my ex was like, yo. Love yourself, and that's something like she said it over and over and over, and I never paid attention to it, right? But now, fast forward 10 15 years later, how important her message of what she said was love yourself, like yo, love yourself. Because in a relationship, it's like, all right, loving myself equates to happiness, and I, I have to be happy. And and you have to be happy, not to a point where I make you happy and you make me happy. A relationship, in my opinion, is supposed to be like, I'm supposed to be happy, you're supposed to be happy, and we share our happiness together. I agree to that. but I don't There's always a but with you, Derek. No, 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 no. <laughs> I agree with that. My only thing I would say to that is, for her to say you find your own happiness. Yeah. But you find your happiness in her, right? Mm, yeah. See, and that's the problem. Because nothing is a problem you find your happiness in her. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, I'm sure she realized that. I kind of just realized that just now when you were just telling me the story. Yeah, yeah. Why would you tell your partner, I'm going to find happiness or find your own happiness? Why would I want you to find your own happiness outside of me when you I make you happy? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to sit and say, I don't want you to be happy outside of me because right. you should. Mm-hmm. But to say that in that manner, I don't know. That just kind of. But that's that's me. go back to what I said about cheating. Cheating is for a man. Cheating is sneaking behind your back to get a piece of happiness, and we don't tell you because we don't want to hurt you. <laughs> but why would you get happiness? But but no. But let's speak on that. Why would you step out to get happiness? If you obviously not going to leave me. 
Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's like I remember DMX said it. He says, like, yo, you having a inseparable love for eggs, right? You love eggs. Every day, every morning, that's what you start to your day with eggs 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 mm-hmm. it's as consistent every day i just have a love for eggs eggs ain't going nowhere eggs for the rest of my life and then one day you just wake up like i want a bowl of cereal <laughs> but you oh, oh you you want you just you'll go back to eggs you right, know what i'm saying right. i mean <laughs> see i see what you say with that but <laughs> Again, if you happy with them eggs, why go back to the cereal? Right. Why would you want less than what you came from? Like, why would you want to go back to where you mm. came from? If you have been elevated by this person, right. by the actions, right. what, whatever you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. Why go backwards? Mm. You're saying uh, leave with the person you came with. Like prom, dance, dance with the person you came with. You just don't get them pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I mean, if you happy with you, see that's the thing I want to say with men. Yeah. Like for I'm, I'll bring myself into play. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the guy I was dealing with after he was older. Yeah. Um, and my thing is, you pursued me. Mm-hmm. You already kind of did all the things I should have been doing, mm-hmm. but I didn't really want to. Right. And you have me. I'm the fake quote unquote trophy. Mm-hmm. So why waste my time mm-hmm. when I ain't sent for you, right? And not even again. It was more so, like I said, he's older. You already done all that. If anything, you should have been like, yo, you talk to your friends, you talk to the younger guys. Yo, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I've done what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Clip it early. I got me a young joint. She loving me. Mm-hmm. She catering to me. She doing whatever for me. <laughs> I'm good off this. Mm-hmm. Why well, play the streets? And then my thing again, like I said to you before, you pursued me. Mm-hmm. I was cool with us being friends and just chilling from time to time. Right. But you went, but you went hard to. <laughs> for, anyway, you went hard yeah. for you to say, oh, I want more. Right. And I told him, like, oh, no, nah, you got a situation. You got to handle that. You handle it. Mm-hmm. But you handle it because of my accord, correct? Mm-hmm. So why do that to only play? Like, I don't understand that with men. I think we should. Let's talk about that. I know you wanted to do a boat real quick, but I got to understand that. because It's like. It's like I why could've... do y'all men pursue us, act as such, do the, all the romantic shit, mm-hmm. do all the reassurance shit? To only be play around and do the same shit with all the, these other women, but I supposed to be the limited edition. I supposed to be the one like, oh, okay, you know, you're different from them, or I never dealt with them. You know, like why? <laughs> I didn't even pursue you. I didn't even look at you in that way. So this is like, why did you do this? And then for you to sit here and say, yo, I've been waiting for you to be single. To play with me, mm-hmm. but when I hold on, I get crazy. I ain't gonna front. I did some fuck shit with socials and shit. You know what I mean? I know shit like that. Whatever. I did some shit. Now I'm crazy. You out of control. Mm-hmm. You have no regard. That's his favorite line. You have no regards. Mm-hmm. Did you have regards when you was fucking these bitches? 
Did you have regards when you told me one thing, but you played around? Mm -hmm. Did you have regards when you tried to build a relationship with my son, my daughter, mm -hmm. but you played around? Mm -hmm. Knowing I don't even bring nobody around my kids. Mm -hmm. Knowing I had a big rule with that, but I let you kind of like slip through the cracks because I knew you for mad years. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said about the friendship shit. Like, my thing is like, sometimes when you're friends first, I'm going to respect you a little different. Right. And I'm not going to do certain things, right? But I expect that in return. Mm -hmm. When niggas, it look like, like, oh, okay, we passed that stage. It is what it is now. Mm -hmm. It's free game. Right. It's not fair. Right. It's not fair because it's like, no. <laughs> Nah, it's funny. No. It's funny because as you talk, I'm sitting here thinking about uh, comparing to relationships. To me, I don't have kids, but I'm an uncle, right? So, it's so, so, with, as an uncle, I could hang out with my nephews, and then when it's time to, I, I don't want to hang out no more. All right, go back with your parents. I right. think that people do the, the same thing in relationships. All right, all right. Let's cure, let's cure this feeling of loneliness. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like me, me. I, I'm people to buck with everybody. Like I've been single to the point where I got single habits. So I'm always by myself. I'm always, you know, I come home to myself by myself. So getting in a relationship is like a total disruption because I'm, I'm so, I've been single for so long that, I'm single-minded. I got single habits. Right. So so imagine, you know, uh, all right, all right, I like her. I like her. I'm not in love with her. I like her. And I want to see where this, this goes. And and it's like the two-year, one-night stand thing, right? You know, my two-year, one-night stand, again, it was to the point where, you know, I didn't have the heart to tell a woman that, I didn't feel the same way that she felt about me. I didn't feel the same way that she felt about me. So instead of being honest and caring about her feelings, that I'll hold it in, hold it in to the point where, like, okay, okay, I know we it's been like three years now, but this is how I feel. You know, I can't right. keep this bubbled up no more. And sometimes that's what it is. It's like. Like, if me and you started talking today, I would say, I, if I'm honest with you, I would say, listen, I have commitment issues. You know, one day I might, it might feel like I love you. The next day it might feel like I don't love you. Because that's, that's just, mo like, the world will always spin and, and times will always change. And people do, too. Mm -hmm. People do, too. People fall in love. People fall out of love. But then again, like I said, when it comes to long-term commitments, yeah, yeah, how do you fall out of love? Mm -hmm. when it's the foundation. Play. Like I know, yeah, I know. But when the kids is in play, you seeing these kids every day jumping your lap, yeah, jumping yeah. their lap. Right. You seeing a little bit of you. You seeing a little bit of right. them. Y'all created that. Yeah, yeah. Just watching your creation run around, eat, make a mess, drive you crazy. Right. How does that? Make you want to be like, oh, I'm good. It, it, that, that's simple because I had the answer, but I lost it just that. Oh, 
<laughs> I had Over it. Over here distracting you? No, 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 Let no. Let find out. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, you say say that again. Say, what um, you, what you, am I distracting you? No, b- before, before. All right. <laughs> She's trying to seduce me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to answer the question. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, right, right, right. As parents, like um, mm-hmm. when <laughs> shit, you lost it too. Right? I did. Damn. So, I had a good ass answer too. It's gonna come oh, back. Oh my god. No, because I knew what I was going to say. Oh, I, fuck. I mean. I blinked and lost it. I, I know we was in a realm of saying pretty much like parents. Like, yeah. how they, con- I mean, how you say how they pretty much carry themselves. Oh, oh, I got, I got your answer. You say okay. how could you, how could you just fall out of love, right? Oh, right, right, right. And it's crazy. It's, it's When all- this kid's involved. Because it's, it's all about the foundation you built on, like. Like, if you look at a tree, it's not the tree necessarily that keeps it standing when, like, due to bad weather, due to, like, hurricanes, you know, some trees will fall and, and, and split and, and be demolished, right? But the strong tree, the, the strong, the trees that withstand all of the adversity thrown to it is because of the roots, it's because of the foundation, mm. how you was raised. All of that comes into play because I have a friend that's married to his wife, and and they've been married a long time. And he says, we don't think about divorce because we never saw it. We don't think about divorce because we never saw it. So it's not one. Speak about it. Huh? That means they don't speak about it. It's good. Because a lot of times we have that mistake to be like, oh, what happened if we don't work out? Exactly. That means they don't have those com- that means they don't have those type of conversations. The foundation. And that's good. Right. But, but that's but that again, that comes with maturity. Yeah. And that comes with you being on the same page. That means she had to be on the same page as him. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, pretty much it works for them. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, and that's a beautiful thing, especially with our age group. Our age group trying to be outside and right. be litty, and right. they feel like, oh shit, I'm closer to forty, so I'm losing it. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of want to like still be in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be the old bitch in the club. Yeah. I remember that movie um with Chris Rock and um uh, Carrie Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think I love there. my wife. Yes. Yeah. And when she said, to him, "Remember how he he felt the way like oh." You're dealing with so-and-so. You don't even like him. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, I may not, but he's a lawyer. Mm. He got stability. Mm. I'm trying to get my life together. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm done being an old bitch in the club. Mm-hmm. I want to settle down, be a married. Fuck it. I'll be your wife. I'll give him a baby. Make him happy. Mm-hmm. But guess what? In the long run, it wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't love him. Right. She loved what he had to offer. Mm-hmm. Lust. Mm-hmm. And that is so common today, like I was saying before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I don't want to be the old bitch in the club. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in the club getting lit. And then you see these rappers, these songs that's being played. I don't even know none of these fucking songs. Right. You see 21-year-olds who just turned 21. I'm 35 years old. Mm-hmm. I got a kid who's about to be a grown-ass man himself. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'm over here partying with you. Mm-hmm. That's different, a family event, family. But I'm in the club with you. Mm-hmm. Or a regular, duh. So, as I said, it's so like, yeah, it's very tricky with that. But um, 
I'm definitely in that journey right now. Yeah. Where I feel like I don't fit in anywhere. Mm. Um, like family, family has been weird. Um, friends, I have friends that are still at that toxic stage, mm-hmm. and I love them, love them to death. I'll do anything for them. Yeah. I'm over that though. Mm-hmm. I'm at this point in my life where I'm all about the kids. I'm all about like bettering myself. Right. But I do. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say do, but I would love to find a partner. That's down for all of that, mm-hmm. but all about me. Mm. You know, I could go right now in my DMs, answer all them shits, yeah. and have a whole bunch of days lined up for the next few weeks. I'm in there too. No, you're not. <laughs> Shut up, Cookie. You be wild and shut out. No. But not dead ass though. Like, I have a whole bunch of DMs. Yeah. Where I could actually say, like, all right, you on this day, you on that day, mm-hmm. you on that day, you at this time. And. I don't. Mm-hmm. Niggas is like, oh, you must got a man. I don't even correct niggas no more. Because mm-hmm. I ain't got no fucking man. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been like fake celibate. And it's not like I chose to be that. Mm-hmm. But I've always been that girl to not just, you know how you say that, put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I've always been that girl to like have more respect for myself. And I've noticed how when the women who still got the standards, the women who still got that respect for themselves, mm-hmm. she's too difficult to deal with. Right. So I say to myself, Uh because if you feel that a woman who has standards is too difficult to deal with, you're not my nigga. Mm -hmm. Or say my man, Mm -hmm. because a man should have standards as well. Right. And it don't be a one way street. Mm -hmm. You should have standards like also like, oh, she ain't got no job. Mm -hmm. She want to smoke weed all day. Mm -hmm. She got kids and or (laughs) she don't have kids. She sit around on whatever and do (laughs) shit with herself. Yeah. I should take her seriously. <laughs> Men should have that view as well. Right. Instead of looking at it, oh, that's easy pussy. I'm going to take off that day. I'm going to be with her. It's so funny. It shouldn't be like that. It's so funny. Uh, the late, great Patrice O'Neill, who was who a comedian, he says this. He was like, all right, if you ask a woman who's married with children, happily married, and say like their idol was Denzel Washington, right? You follow me? Mm-hmm. Their idol was Denzel Washington. And they like, yo, for one night, for one night, Denzel will give it up to you. Would you jeopardize your family to sleep with Denzel that one night? And a woman, natural response would be like, damn, I really, I really want to do that. But my family, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, God is the same thing. A guy, but different circumstances. Right. A guy's the actual guy's like, all right, doing your family. Would you, would you step out on your wife for this drunk woman with throw up on her that's passed out? And a dude would really think about it. like, oh. niggas is nasty. That's why niggas are nasty. But, niggas will do anything. But but for anything. You know, I, I used to be like that, but I'm not the age. I can't see you like that. I, I was like that. I was hypersexual. Like it's it was so hard yeah, to see you like it that. Was, you, you, you don't you th- you don't think I like pussy. That's not what I mean. <laughs> what I'm saying is like seeing you being that guy, like overly thirsty. Oh, oh yeah. Or just that, being like also like okay, I gotta get the pussy down. I, I, I can't. I had that phase. I had that phase. That's and I'm so- just 
I'm just, I know it's like, (laughs) but I'm just getting out of that phase. I'm just literally just getting out of that phase because what happened to me health wise. Right. So, so I'm at the point in my life where like pointless sex don't even get my penis hard. You know what I'm saying? Pointless sex. So how do you realize what's pointless sex? When there's no connection and it's just like, all right. I'm haunted. We humans. Like, right. we grew up watching Mari with 15 year old go- girls with big titties. It's like, I'm horny. And then they bring the dude from the boot camps, like, stop sucking dick. Stop sucking dick. <laughs> stop sucking dick. You know, and make them oh do push ups. You know what I'm saying? Instead of having a conversation, all right, you 15, you, you're, you're shaped like a grown mon- woman, you're horny. You can't just tell them. Stop! Stop being horny. You literally. No, of course not, because their hormones. Exactly. But grown men. Yeah. Shouldn't be looking at them once they find out. Like, oh, yo, she's younger than what I think. Don't be like, damn, should I move forward or not? I I wish. Nah, clip that. Yeah, I wish. I wish I I knew what I knew now as a older brother. You know, as as a. As a man, just being out with women to just sit and have these conversations with her. I'm like, all right, if you move too fast, you're going to pick up something that you don't want. You know, just have these conversations. Like, I understand that you're horny and you want to see what's out there. And once you feel it and it feels good, you know, it don't mean that it's good. You know what I'm I saying? I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree. It don't mean it's good for you. What's good don't mean it's good for you. So just to have these, instead of just telling somebody stop being horny, you know, stop stop being horny. <laughs> if that right. makes sense. No, but, no, it does. But you still ain't tell me the the greatest. I mean, the most important thing you got out of just having relationships. Oh, you didn't say the greatest. You said what I learned. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, you know now, what I mean. Greatest, um, besides the kids. Yeah. I learned. I would say in the last three years, yeah, I learned that it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. I also learned I have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. in the sense of how I speak to men. Right. Um, that really plays a major part, of, mm-hmm. um, apparently. Um, I always felt like, okay, if I'm not cheating on you, if I'm all about you, I'm cooking, cleaning, whatever, mm-hmm. that's good enough. Right now, I realize that if you do it all that and you talk it down to your man, mm. what is that? Mm-hmm. So, I think I learned that. I think that's the biggest lesson I learned is it's okay to submit, mm-hmm. but the problems with a lot of women, like myself, was raised by a strong black woman. It's not an excuse, but it is what it is. I was raised by a mother where yo, it's me, you, and your brother. Against the world. Mm-hmm. I was raised by a woman like, you ain't got to wait for no man. Do that shit yourself. Figure it out on yourself. Because waiting on the man ain't going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't want to like sit here and like try to bash my mom because I appreciate her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some moms who was on drugs and their kids. That's their that's they memories. Mm-hmm. That's not mine with her. But it kind of like halted me. To sit here like, don't wait for no man, just do it yourself. Right. Whereas I should have let a man try mm-hmm. to do. Um, 
But the greatest overall lesson is learn to speak to men differently. Mm. Learn to speak to men differently. Because when I get mad, my mouth is very disgusting. Right. And it shouldn't be like that. That's not an excuse. Yeah. But it's like, why fucking play with me? I warned you. But. But that's the no excuse. How have you taken into account that you might say something that a man can't recover from? Yes. Like, 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 I've been in that position before. Yeah. I've actually was, well, apparently, um, <laughs> I was in that position recently. Yeah. Um, the guy felt the way. Um, he's been trying to reconcile with me. He's been trying to show me he's all about me. Mm-hmm. And my one of my close friends um, just had a baby shower. Yeah. And he popped up there at the baby shower. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, oh, meet me in the front, I'm here. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to see you. Yeah. Now, mind you, prior to the baby shower, for weeks, yo, what you wearing? What the kids is wearing? Right. I want to match your eye, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is what we wearing, whatever. And he gets there, and I told him, mind you, mind you, mind you, nobody's around. Nobody can hear this. Mm-hmm. So I go to meet him outside, like in front of the house. Not mm-hmm. even on the porch, like outside of the house. And I'm like, you drove all the way to Jersey, yeah. looking like you just went to Fordham Road. You got tight. Still in the car the whole night. Oh wow! And it was bad thunderstorms, raining. Point like about two weeks ago. I don't even remember. It was like bad thunderstorms. Stay in the car the whole night. And I said, you really gonna stay in the car? He was like, yeah, because you made me felt like I ain't shit. Mm. I've been telling you for a long time, Diamond. Like, I know I have my ways, but because I love you, what you say matters. What you do matters. So when you say things like, oh, I look like shit, before I walk into a party that I'm so excited to be seen with you at, mm. you tell me pretty much I ain't shit. You pretty much let me know I don't belong here. Mm. And in that moment, like that day of, I was like, nigga, you and your feelings, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck in the house. Still didn't come in the house. And we had a conversation, actually, actually last night. Yeah. And once he like expressed it more, I felt it was terrible. Because I would never want nobody to talk to me that way. Mm-hmm. I would never want nobody to, like, not per se break me down, but make me feel that way. Right. And I felt terrible when he said that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you drove all the way from the Bronx to Jersey to go to my friend's baby shower, and I should have at you at the door. Mm-hmm. And I felt terrible. So, um, like I said, I'm learning to speak to men differently. How, how, how you, uh, so that's how you re- would recover from that from mistake? Um, I don't know how to recover from what I've done already. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I'm learning to exit a conversation before I lose it. Right. So I may say, say something like, hey, let's talk later. Let's speak later. Nine, does a, nine times out of ten, they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But we need to. Right. Because I may say some extra shit. And again, it's not to say it's cute. I'm an adult. I should know better. Mm-hmm. But I'm about to be 35. Right. I've been this way for 35 years. Who changes that like that overnight? Mm-hmm. You may change, but it's going to take years right. to change, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
that's my thing. It's my take on it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, shit's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We're approaching the two-hour mark, and I I still got like a. Three million questions to ask you and stuff like what you that. Ask me anything. We could go to the wild side of things. Oh my god! That's what I was expecting, honestly. That's what you was expecting. See how I change? <laughs> I mean, you could always well, you could always do that, and implement that. You know, when you add it, hey, hey, move it to the top. I, I got this. Oh, okay. <laughs> excuse me, pookie. But I, I just wanted to thank you for coming. Thank you for spending your Saturday night with me. It, it means the world to me. Uh, you're going to be so emotional. Stop. You know, to see your growth, to see the intellectual. This was really one of the most powerful conversations I've ever really? had. Yeah, absolutely. No question. Because from this conversation, I can take your words on my journey with me and grow as a human, you know. And, and the audience can, too. So so it was definitely a pleasure and a blessing having you. You you got where people tell the people where they can find you and stuff like that. If you want to be found. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm a complete a nobody. Um I guess baddie die dot com. I'm the baddie. <laughs> that sounds no, like a I porn mean, site. I mean <laughs> yeah, I hate you. <laughs> but no, um, you know the baddie die on Instagram. B-A-D-D-I-E-D-Y-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about it. You, you say you're a nobody. You somebody real special to me. Oh, Anthony, <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. Uh, this is the Road to Victory podcast. Diamond, thank you for coming. I hope I'm invited again. Yeah, we might make you turn you into a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, expert opinion. <laughs> but on that note, uh, for me, a little plugins like uh, I, I won't even say anything. I just, you know, when it happens, it'll happen. You know, we're gonna put everything out in the universe. We're not gonna just re- recklessly throw our blessings out there. So I'm gonna keep everything in. You guys stay tuned. We're gonna get better at providing you the content to help you fill your soul. It's the Road to Victory podcast. We are out.